Thanks for listening to the audio of 717 Church. This is a place where we continually strive to worship Jesus as the King with our lives, wreck our personal kingdoms to build His kingdom, and live out God's Word in the way that we interact with others. For more information, please visit 717.church. All right. First off, you know it's a good spot in a good sunny morning when you are doing the Macarena in church. How many is the first time you've done a Macarena in church? Yes, get your hands up because that's real. That's right. All right, so a couple things. Uh, first off, uh, my name is Jeremiah and super thankful for the opportunity to spend some time together. We're going to be in Matthew 16. If you want to open your Bibles, uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time as we kind of finish talking through the values. And so uh, one of the things I want to tell you, especially if we haven't got to know each other, is one of the things that we feel like uh, drives us is that we are a values-driven church. Okay, You hear mission and vision and all that kind of stuff, but we want to talk through values because um, we believe that we're all on the same mission. Anybody that's a church, right, love Jesus the most and love people and point them to him. That's pretty clear in scripture. And so our mission and vision are very similar to all churches, right? We want to be invested in our community, those kind of things. But one of the things that we want to just continue to lay in front of each of us is going, our values are how we want to just process what we do, how we spend time, all of that kind of stuff, okay? So I'm going to walk through them, but before we do that, I just want to kind of lay out where we're headed. So last week we got to have breakfast together uh, and we did it collectively, one large group, which was awesome. Good to eat. And Lancaster County always runs true that there was plenty of food and it was all like of that slight brown tone. So it was really impressive. A lot of good stuff. Uh, I loved it. And so the heart was done. Okay, this is good to gather. We want to get to know each other, uh, but we want to try to dive into that and break that down a little bit more. And so at the end of our time today, Shauna talked about it a little bit. There's opportunities just to start this concept of building relationship together. Uh, so for the fourth Sunday in March, April, and May, uh, we're asking, we have a couple homes that you can go and have breakfast with people. 9 to 10.30, you're not locked in, you're not going to stay with them for the rest of your life. The chances, these are people that are a part of the church, they're invested, and we just want us to build relationship. So it's a little bit of same thing, potluck style, but just come spend time together, fourth Sunday of the month, and real simple, and engage each other, and then we're going to start that whole process over and again. And the reason we do this is because uh, we recognize, while we joke about being where we're at in Lancaster County sometimes, it's a blessing, but it also teaches us that a lot of life gets shared around the table. And when we're honest and we spend time and we just make effort to be together and eat together, uh, we get to know a lot more about each other, how to encourage each other, how to pray with each other. Hey, maybe you should think about this kind of stuff. And that's where we want to continue to be, is going, how do we build relationship that actually helps us take a step towards towards Jesus. Because sometimes we can get stuck in the rut of doing the same thing over and over and over again and never actually take time to allow either relationship or most importantly, the Holy Spirit to change us. And so that's kind of where we're headed over the next couple weeks. Does that make sense? Yes. 
Yes. All right. That's good. Shauna says yes. So you all, if Shauna says yes, it must be yes. All right. So at the end of church, if you have any questions, we can help you. Uh, we'd love to get you connected. And uh, as this continues to roll out, you're like, man, I'm really good at making breakfast. Let us know. We'd love to have you as a part of the team. Okay. All right. So just real quick, a review of our values. Number one, you hear the conversation a lot of times. We're going to continue to use the word king. One of the things that's important for all of us, at least in my life, and I think it's maybe true for all of us, is recognizing that I I am not the king. I want to continue to be the king. I try to act like the king of my world, but if I don't recognize that Jesus is king, I won't submit to him. Okay, so number one, worship Jesus as king. Number two, learn and follow his word as we journey with others. Very simply, God's word is the answer to our lives. And the more that we journey towards that and allow that to change our lives, the more we're going to continue to be more like him. And number three, wreck our kingdom to build his. Uh, very simply, I continually try to make my kingdom. I continually try to put myself on the throne. And if I don't allow God to just start to pull apart and try to break down that foundation, I'm going to seek comfort and if I don't allow him to be the one that's going to be king of my life, I'm going to make my life real comfortable and only the people I want to be around, only the things that actually benefit and make myself comfortable. Okay? God's word is pretty clear that we're actually not meant to be comfortable. Instead, we're going to say, God, I trust you with everything you've given me. Okay? And then last, and this is what we're going to talk about this week, is just following God. And what that should look like, how that might change us, how that might go, man, this should be a mark of my life that maybe looks a little bit different, okay? So you with me so far? All right, good. So Matthew 16, 21, and I started in 21 because it's important. Um, Jesus tells that basically I've got to die, right? He's got all these guys around him. He's got the people that like, man, they've spent a lot of time together. But he says, I've got to die in order for this to actually go very clear, right? He says, I need to sacrifice myself. This needs, I must die. And then Peter, in all of his awesomeness, all of his fire goes, oh no, God, that's not the plan. That's not how this is going to go. You see, Peter had this concept that he said, I know this is, this is the best thing. This is the world. This is the way this should be. I, you can't do that because if you die, then our kingdom doesn't get set up the way we think it should be. And I am going to not be where I think I should be. I do that all the time. God, no, that's not the plan. God, this is not, God, you don't understand. God, you don't think, let, let me just tell you, right? And yes, we know it's foolishness, but amazingly how often, at least in my life, that I try to tell God what the plan is, right? In marriage and premarital counseling a lot, we talk about unmet expectations a lot. And unmet expectations constantly drive us crazy. In the same way, go if we constantly expect God to do what we're told, we're going to be constantly frustrated because we're actually saying I'm king and he is not. And he's going to continually to wait and say, will you trust me? Will you trust me? Will you trust me? And so in my life, it's more natural to point to the ways that I look like Jesus than it is for me to allow him to change the ways that I hang on to control and sin. So let me say that again. In my life, it's more natural to point to the ways that I look like Jesus. So if I'm meeting someone new or if I'm trying to engage or if I'm trying to be up here, it's more natural to try to point to the ways that we look like Jesus as opposed to 
allow him to change the ways that I hang on to control and sin. So maybe that's true for you, maybe it's not. But I think for a lot of us, we struggle with control because we actually are continually trying to be king. And so let me give you an example. It's easier for me to show everyone that I love being around people, right? I love to be around them. I love to help. I love to encourage. Like, it's just easier to show what I'm good at than it is to show my anger, my pride that I'm right all the time and that other people are wrong, that I have the best plan. It's so much easier for me to show what I'm good at or what makes other people feel comfortable than it is to be honest about what's going on in my life. I'll give you a quick example. Now, real quick, super simple. Can you raise your hand for me? Uh, that's good. They're good. All right, that's good. All right, now put it down. All right. Now, how many had a hard week this week? Raise your hand. Okay. How many of us went just like this real quick, just to check? Okay. Put your hand down. Do you see it's easier just to follow a basic command? It's easier to, okay, I can do that. And then the other thing that requires something of me, I got to go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And so in Matthew chapter 16, it's so interesting because Jesus says, if you really want to follow me, it says, pick up the cross. Pick up your cross. Now, when we talk about the cross, it's so interesting because, one, there is death associated with cross. There's a finality to it, right? No one, I don't believe, got off the cross alive. So there's a deliberate choice that we need to make if we're going to follow him. He's saying, like, you've got to pick up this cross. Each of us have one. OK, now just take a second. I want you to think through what does your cross look like? Say, Jerry, that's a really hard question this early in the morning. But just think about it for a second. What does your cross look like? The interesting thing, we often don't actually ever think about, we think about Jesus, the cross that he died on, but not recognizing that each of us are carrying one also. So there's a deliberate choice that we need to make. I need to pick up my cross and follow him. Now, this easily gets translated to legalism, to moral, just trying to, I need to be the best person. I need to carry this thing. I need to be that person. Instead, if we look at it as actually an identifier, something that marks us and makes us all the same, it changes its uh, position and purpose. You see, how much different does it look for all of us if we go, oh my word, we're actually all carrying crosses, all to follow him. How much different does it look like when we're going, okay, we're actually all doing this same action together? You see, we can line up our denial of self with the comparison of others so we can convince ourselves that we're giving up good enough what he wants. Let me say that a little different. We can just kind of like, you know, we give up just enough of ourselves so that we can convince ourselves what we gave up was good enough. When he wants all of you. 
right? He wants all of us, who we are, what we've done, where we've been, all of it. My imperfect childhood, my loss of a loved one, whatever it is, he wants it. Whatever is on that cross, whatever that cross is made up of, he actually wants it. He says, come and follow me. So there's a deliberate choice. Number two, we're called to pick it up. The totality of the cross is final. Death is final. A child, especially if you've ever disciplined, right? A child begs for one more. Give me one more chance. Give me one more chance to get this right. I can do this, right? I, let me, just give me one more chance. I'll get this. I beg for that all the time growing up. Mom, I got this. Mom, if you just not discipline me now, I'll get it. I will get it from this point on, right? <laughs> Most of us have begged for one more chance. Self-denial coupled with the finality of the cross means that it has to be with him. The more we deny ourselves, the more we understand that it's not about us. It's not Jer being perfect. It's not anything other than him. We understand it has to be him. And so a lot of times what happens is we kind of just go, ah, I feel like I'm good enough. I'm doing okay. Right. God, help me. God, where, where I feel like I'm okay. Right. We become kind of out of shape because we haven't taken a step of faith. And we just offer up what we like. When he says, I want all of you. Our crosses with each of us has either places we make ourselves saviors or reminders of who Jesus is. The crosses that we bear are either places we make ourselves the savior or reminders of who Jesus is. He is the creator, the king, and the loving, self-sacrificing savior. I am not. And so let the final, just want to lay this out, is he asks us to follow. Matthew Henry in his commentary put it this way, the disciples of Christ must study to imitate their master and conform themselves in everything to his example. Continue in well-doing whatever crosses lie in their way. And so this is kind of where we're asking is going, man, this is how do we actually talk about what our cross looks like? Because almost to a team, I know most of us in this room, is we actually are working through so many things and we are working through on our own or just barely with enough people to keep us moving. But Christ is saying, actually, because of the cross that each of us bear, there is community there. And with that, then we get to go, we're going to follow him together. And so when we actually open up and we start saying, you know what, we're going to start to live differently. We're going to start to talk about life differently. We're actually going to say, you know what, the more I allow people in that I can trust, that can allow me to go and walk or turn towards Jesus, the more I'm going to understand who he is because he's at work in the collective of each of us as we carry our cross. And so that's the hope a little bit. That's what we're walking for is going, guys, this is not difficult in, uh, it is difficult. It is not easy. But it actually requires something of us. And so we as a church want to just continually lay in front of you going, this is what we're after. There's all kinds of buzzwords that talk about authenticity and all those kind of things. But the question is, how do we actually encourage each other to walk towards Jesus? Because that's what the church should be. 
And so as we kind of close a little bit on this time, we were just going to go, this is kind of where we're at. And this is the questions that we're going to continue to ask of ourselves is how do we worship him as king with our lives? How are we going to wreck our kingdom so that he is the point of it? And how are we going to live his word? How are we going to learn it and live it together so that it actually pushes us forward and doesn't allow us to just continue to sit? And last, it just says, how are we going to follow him? What step of faith do I need to take? One of the hardest things in life is actually allowing people to say, man, Jared, you need to take a step in this. Jared, you need to move in this. And so as we're kind of closing this, it's just the thought process of going, okay, God, this is yours. And so I'd like to pray over you as we kind of close this and go, man, God, start to talk to me. What in my life, what am I actually holding on to? What are the things that I am not willing to give up yet? And God, I need you to have those. So will you pray with me? Father God, thank you. Father, thank you for who you are. And so Father, we're trying to be more like you. So Father, may your spirit start to move in us and start to just open us up a little bit and say, okay, God, this is yours. Many of us have walked through shared experiences that we don't actually know, or we've been so good at hiding behind just some kind of moral behavior or some kind of just showing up to church or some kind of thing where we're just putting just enough up. And Father, we've never surrendered to you. So Father, help us. May we follow your spirit. May we follow your word and how it speaks to our lives. So Father, I don't want to be like Peter. I don't want to try to tell you the plan. Instead, I want to bend my knee and trust you. So Father, help us today. As we spend some time together, as we spend time just hanging out and talking and just understanding a little bit more about your word, May you speak. May you open us up. And Father, we love you and we need you. In your precious name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening and being a part of this community. We hope that today's message helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus and live out what His Word is calling you to. Hit the subscribe button below to follow us, share with a friend, or leave a review. If you'd like to give to this ministry, you can do so at 717.church.